stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. It's 239. I'm Zach in for Rob Breckenridge. Our earlier conversation about the stampede and about horses and the chucks and all the things. I mean, we can speculate all we want and we can share that maybe three wagons is better than four and this sport is better than this sport and all those things. But I don't think we do the conversation justice until we ask somebody who lives it. And I mean, lives it every day. We're talking like 17 years, chuck wagon driver. And uh, Chance Benz-Miller joins me on the phone. Thanks for taking the time, Chance. I know you guys are busy today. No worries. So you guys are literally on your way home from Stampede, hey? Absolutely. Got loaded up this morning and headed back to Dubray. How many horses do you have with you right now? Uh, I got 16 on the truck with me. 16? Yep. So has anybody talked to you about how expensive your habit is here? Oh, yeah. Lots of people have asked before, and it's, it's definitely not a cheap. And they, some people like to consider it a hobby, but to me, it's, it's not a hobby. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. These horses are our life, so, I mean, I'll uh, get up every morning, and I'll continue to do so. So, Chance, I, I can ask you a bunch of questions here, and um, I can sort of lead this conversation. I think we do this conversation the most justice when I just say, it was a tough week this week uh, in regards to horses. Yep. The, the, it, it was, and there's no denying that. In addition to that, there, um, you know, it was a, a great week in that, you know, the stampede went off and people weren't hurt and there was winners and there was losers. So where does your heart sit today, Chance? Because this matters so much to you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like my brother said it best there a couple of days ago, it's just when something like that happens, it leaves an eerie feeling throughout the barns. And you never want to see a human or a horse get hurt. And I mean, like I said, these, these animals, they are not considered horses. They're not considered friends, nothing. They are our family, 100%, the utmost respect for them. I mean, the care that goes into these animals is, is out of this world. And uh, as some people say, you know, lots of these horses are destined to, to go other places that, you know, they shouldn't be going, and, and we give them a new outlook on life. I mean, I have a horse that I'm still running right now. He's 17, which makes him close to 46 in human years, and he's an absolute monster and loves his job every day. And, I mean, it's, it's because of what we do we can give these horses that extension. What do you call it when horses where their tummies get twisted? That's called uh, twisting a gut. Yeah, and like, or is it like colic or, and something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, colic, hay fever, there's a whole bunch. Yeah, there's a bunch of different scenarios with that. So yep. I've, I've had the experience of being in the horse barn when um, the equine vets were there uh, trying desperately to treat a, whore, uh, a horse with, with, the, uh, with the twisted gut. And the horse yep. hadn't been able to eat and they're trying to get it to pee and they're, you know, they've got the... <laughs> the most amazing shoulder length gloves doing their, you know, glove thing. Absolutely. And, and um, they're trying to do it and they had to put the horse down. And this was just okay. a health scenario where they couldn't do it. It had been days and days and days and days. And the horse was just, you know, it was uncomfortable and they had given it yep. tranquil. You could see it. And that in that moment, and this is, you know, maybe this is belief system. Maybe it's spiritual. I don't care. Call it what you want. But once you've experienced it, you know that when that horse is sick and when those equine vets have to deal with that horse and the outcome is not good, all the other horses around the behavior changes. Absolutely. Everything. You can feel it. It's like it. you can feel it in the air. And like the horses just, they, they get quiet. They stop. They know, like they know that this is not okay. No, 100%. I mean, these horses are a lot smarter than people give them credit for. And, I mean, they're no different than dogs and, and everything else in the animal kingdom. 
these animals are, are very, very meticulous. They're smart. They pay attention. And when something like that happens, it's no different than a family member passing away. It's just, it drops for the whole family. That's all these horses are. They so feel how, every bit of it. So how do you, how do you take a stand for this chance? Because here you are, I mean, you're, you're literally living this, this life. You know, you're, you are a chuck wagon racer. You know, you've got kids. I'm assuming that you're, yep. uh, you're exposing your kids to the life too. Absolutely. So how do you, how do you tell your kids that, you know, uh, Hey son, well, some people just, they, they don't agree with this. How, like, what do you tell your kids at the end of the day when you've got somebody chanting, you know, Chuck the Chucks and, and this, this is unkind. Well, it's heartbreaking because he's, you know, even my son, he's eight years old cash and he lives and breathes it. You know, he, he plays wagons. He knows every horse he goes in, feeds and treats. They are brothers to him. And my youngest one, he's only 20 months. So he doesn't fully, fully understand it yet. But I mean, even it's no different than anything in social media what your kids are projected to, right? And then you as a parent have to answer those questions. So it, it's a tough one for me to answer because Cash only sees the side of it where we take care of these horses. We are 18 hours a day making sure these horses are fed up, well taken care of. There's no nicks, abrasions, cuts, scratches, anything like that. And then for him to hear somebody say something derogative, you know what I mean? And Or derogative, sorry. And it's just it's heartbreaking for me because Cash, he sees the side of, what happens, like what actually happens, and now he's hearing it from the people that are misinformed and ill-informed. One of the questions I had asked of the Stampede people, and they agreed that it was possible that it was the case, is that we do a... See, the barn is a very special place. It's like this, if you know people or you want to pay the big ticket price, um, you can go to the barn. And it's a very private place because that's where the family is. Is one of the mistakes we're making, and this is not a stampede thing, this is all of the rodeo thing, is that we cherish the barn experience so much that we keep too many people out of the barn so they can see what it's like? Well, see, and that's where the, that's where the line is, I guess, is a double-bladed sword because it is, uh, even myself, I had great sponsors this weekend at Western Refrigeration, and they'd never done it before, and they absolutely 100% could not stop thanking us. Uh, it was just an experience that blew their mind. You know, and it, it felt great to me because not only are they sponsors, they're part of my family now, but the where I say it's a double-bladed sword is you can't have too many because then that's when it starts to get a little on the side of uh, an accident could happen, and I'm not saying of a horse, I'm yeah. saying of a human. Well, people because who haven't been around people. a horse, right? They, they... Exactly. So they come in and somebody starts poking at a horse, not realizing that you never approach a horse from the rear end, yep. you know what I mean, or the horse could bite them or anything, so... The reason we have such small groups and why we do it in small groups is so that everybody's safe, the horses are relaxed, because it's it's no different than you going and sitting in an entire building full of people. Sooner yeah. or later, it's going to start to feel pretty stuffy in there, and you're either going to get claustrophobic and want to get out of there, or you're going to shove people over to get out of there. Well, that makes total sense. That makes yeah. absolute total sense. So you are kind of caught in that in order to expose people to the rodeo and how everyone's treated, you just can't kind of... Yes, exactly. And unless somebody's coming in with an open mind and not just a straightforward, this is what it is, this is what's going to happen, then it makes it tougher, too, because, I mean, like you said, these people have never, my sponsors have never, ever seen it before, and they didn't know what to expect. And then they come in, they get to pet the horses, they got pictures with the horses, uh, they got to feed the horses, they got to see what these animals are and why they're a part of our family. So that side of it's perfect, but then if you get somebody coming in and being like, no, I just, in my mind, I think these horses are mistreated, they're going to look for any hole they can to try and say that they're mistreated. Yeah. What do you say to those people who, uh, who, you know, sort of yell at you while you're driving in or whatever? Do you even, do you even acknowledge it? 
No, I mean, a guy hears it, but, I mean, at the end of the day, everybody has their own opinion. And, I mean, freedom of speech is, is a good thing, and everybody is allowed to do it. But until you have 100% information, you can't base off one thing. And that's the problem with our society this day, or nowadays is because of that. Somebody hears one thing from somebody, and that's what it is for everybody. Nobody gets the actual 100% truth. Uh, Chance Bensmiller is a chuck wagon driver. Now, what do you say to all of us that aren't around chuck wagons? Maybe we are around horses. I mean, the, our horse pirate, I mean, the biggest problem you have with that guy is if you don't give him food, he stomps his feet, and he'll probably slobber on you. So mm-hmm. that's, the, uh, that's, that's what I go through. But for all of us who aren't around, like, these mega high-performance athletes of horses, what should we be doing? Because the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease in our world of, you know, the protesters, they yell, they scream, you know, they do all their things. And us as fans, whether we support it or whether we're, you know, not here or there on that, we just don't do anything about it at all. So what do you say to us? What do we need to do for you? Well, I think everybody that has ever been behind the barns, I guess, because it's a lot tougher for me to speak out on it. Uh, Everybody's going to scrutinize me in some way or form because I do do it. But the people that have been back there that don't have any ties to wagon and seen how well these horses are taken care of and that accidents do happen, it's no different than you leaving your office building and going to walk across the street and somebody hitting you. Accidents do happen, and nobody ever wants to see an accident happen. Like I said, these horses are number one and foremost for us. And at the end of the day, the people that support us, I think you know if their voices can be heard in any way, shape, or form, it would help us out hugely. I don't think we're going to change a lot of minds because some people, when they are set in their ways, are set in their ways. But any light they can shine on it to show the goodness of it is, is it would be unreal for us. The food that they eat before they run. Yep. You know they. Uh, you know you guys. They get the high carbohydrates and right. They they're basically like a hockey player who you know eats his proper meal before his game. Yep, protein bars and everything. Yep. Yeah, and so the horses are, they are getting uh, a better diet than they ever have before. Yep. Um, and they're, they are running hard. When we have a situation when a horse runs so hard, and understand that I do speak to this from the place of a horse can step in a gopher hole on a trail ride and break its leg. Yep. So I understand it. I really do speak with, from, with no agenda. Um, are the horses almost becoming so strong and so efficient in the diet that those skinny little legs can't keep up? Like, I mean, or is it just, you know, just chance? No, it, it, honestly, it comes down to chance because these horses, the reason we feed them the way we do, we don't feed them so, so that they're so hot because a horse, um, they're a very uh, a finely tuned athlete. One misstep and you can not turn a perfect figure eight or, you know, they won't slow down for you. There's, there's always that in your mind that something can happen, right? And that's where the seed, the seed is not to make these horses run faster run harder, run longer until their heart gets out. The whole point of our feed is to keep these horses in fit, physical, peak condition. And so they can have a nice long life too, I suppose. Absolutely. Like I said, I get my good right leader that went uh, four nights or five nights here in Calgary out of 10, he's 17 years old. And if you looked at him, you would not have a clue that he's 17. He is physically fit. He's well-rounded. He's got a nice fat belly on him. His legs are perfect. And even when people come into my barn, they're like, there's no way the horse is 70. <laughs> you know? He's a, he's a horse with a dad bod. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Before I let you go, Chance, because I know you've been busy and you got your whole family there, 16 horses on the trailer. Um, you've lost a horse before. Now, I don't mean because of the races. I mean just in life. You've been around yep. it long enough. You've had to lose a horse before. Absolutely. How heartbreaking is it when you lose a horse, Chance? Oh, words can't describe it. Uh, there's a tale that goes along with horses when, they, when horses go to heaven. 
Um, they always talk about uh, people saying, well, why would some horses go to heaven without uh, missing a big chunk of their tail? And it's a sign of respect. So as an owner of horses, and, and not even just an owner, I don't even really like using that word, as a family member to the horses, taking a small piece of their tail and braiding it, I have one on my wagon with me that travels no matter where I go, it comes with me. And it's just a, a sign of thanks, I guess you can say. And everybody knows that when a horse goes to heaven, if he's, uh, if he's missing a chunk of his tail, it's because he was completely and utterly a part of the family. Wow, that's a touching story. Uh, Chance Benzmiller is a chuck wagon racer. Congratulations on a successful week. You were top eight finalists and uh, and did really well this weekend. It's been 17 years, and even with a family uh, a truck filled with family and horses, you still take time for all of us today. So thank you, Chance. Not a problem. I appreciate it. Thank all right, you. drive safely. Yep. Bye. All right, Chance Benzmiller, uh, chuck wagon driver. I don't think <sighs> it's emotional. I don't think there's any better story than hearing that guy. I really don't. I don't think we have a place to stand in until you spend time in and around that. And I wish more people could realize that. It's not about them. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.